Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. Undoubtedly a sublime record there for, um, it's a tribute to a sublime political speaker and activist, Angela Davis. Um, I'm not going to give you the bio on, on Angela, but if you don't know who Angela Davis is, you really should. So Google's there. Look it up. That's what it's for. That was the Ostinato Sweet for Angela by Herbie Hancock, which came out on his Moendishi album in 1971, which was probably the first one where he turned away from what was seen at the time as pure jazz. Um, and he'd given himself the Swahili name Moendishi, which means composer, amongst other things, uh, in the late 60s. And um, for this particular album... He gave a Swahili name, or actually they ch- each member of his sextant chose a Swahili name. So um, some uh, Buster Williams called himself Mechali, which means, uh, in Swahili, it means player. And uh, Buster Williams, you'll want to know, is the bass player there. And uh, then there was Billy Hart on drums. He gave himself the name Jabali and... Um, if you want to know what Jabali means, I can tell you, because I am in control here, or almost in control. OK, where's Jabali? Ha, strong as a rock, that's Billy Hart. Maganga means doctor, whose traditional functions include exorcism, prophecy and the removal of spells. And that was none other than Eddie Henderson. And Eddie Henderson is, of course, the trumpet, um, excellent trumpet and flugelhorn player on the whole album. Um, and so a few more people, Mwili, which means whale. That was for Benny, Mo- Ber- Benny Mopan. And uh, he's a name to conjure with, certainly is. Um, and he's bass clarinet uh, on that one, I think you'll find. Um, and um, last two, uh, Pepe Munoto, Demon Baby for Julian Priester, and Ngugu for Leon Chancia, who, which that means brother. And those two guys, well, uh, Julian played uh, tenor trombone and. Sorry, just grooving here. Um, And hey, the last guy seems to have. Ah, here he is. Uh, He's playing drums and percussion on Ostinato. I just heard a cough somewhere off because on the line I have none other than. Yeah, Ashley Paul. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Max. How are you? 
<laughs> yeah, pretty good, thanks. So, yeah. Sorry to bring you in on a cough there. Have you got hay fever? Is Me? That, yeah, is that hay fever? I'm not sure. It could be. I never had hay fever before I moved to London, but I seem to now. God, that's London for you, see. <laughs> that's why I live in Oxford. Um, uh-huh. I, actually, um, I've just got to give a shout out to some people who are grooving in Croydon there. Uh, hello, Josh and Erin. And, um, and also, sorry to the people upstairs who complained, why was I eating while I was on the radio? Hey, it's the late <laughs> lunch show, but I'm not eating now. I'm talking to you, Ashley. So um, a lot of people uh, won't have heard of you. That must be bad for you. But they're going to hear from you. They're going to hear all about you because you're on this show, The Late Lunch Show. Now, I just want to uh, read a little bit about you from The New York Times, just to put you in context. Um, This is presumably a review of a gig. Dissonant chordal pluckings on a guitar, long tones on a clarinet and saxophone, a careful high voice creeping through it, bells and close-up noises of objects being shifted, pushed and scraped. Is it arranged? Is it made up on the spot? It's almost all coming from Ashley Paul, Brooklyn musician who sometimes sounds influenced by improvisers like Derek Bailey or Keith Rowe and sometimes sounds as if she's got nothing to do with any tradition at all, rather a songwriter with a diaristic, private and flexible flexible sense of what a song is. Do you think that sums you up? <laughs> um, I do, actually. I think that's a pretty good... Yeah, uh, summation of things, yeah. <laughs> oh, I wish I'd written it myself, <laughs> but I didn't. But, but that, that kind of interestingly uh, maybe begs or maybe answers the question about why you live in London because it seems that your influences are the British avant-garde of the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, Derek Bailey and Keith Rowe. Is, yeah, I is mean, is that an attraction? Yeah, I mean, Derek Bailey definitely is, and the British improvisation. I think there, I find a lot of connection actually to improvisers and the humor in improvisation that exists in the UK, which I don't see existing in American improvisation. Although, like, my influences growing up were definitely um, American jazz musicians, Ellington. Paul Desmond <laughs> was a huge influence. Um, Rashawn Roland Kirk, um, you know, Ornette Coleman was definitely probably one of my biggest influences. So um, all all of those, in addition to sort of um, a background in classical music, because I grew up in quite a musical household. Which probably brings us really neatly to... Um... <laughs> to one of your Desert Island Discs. Well, you've sent me a few tracks that you've been listening to during lockdown, so it's your, yeah. it's really your lockdown list. Um, mm-hmm. So this is Ellington playing Tchaikovsky. It Well, um, possibly a study in contrast, possibly not. (laughs) (laughs) 
So uh, we went there uh, from Ellington um, yeah. playing uh, the, is it the Chinese uh, Wolves from uh, the Nutcracker Suite. Um, perhaps yeah. it's not the Wolves. Perhaps it's called something completely different. Oh, Chinese Dance, that's the one. And then we heard Narnia. So who was that on Narnia? That's my four-year-old daughter, Cora. Oh, okay. So um, she, she's going to be getting a lot of fan mail. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's her uh, record debut, I'd say. And Narnia, that's got nothing to do with Narnia, has it? No. <laughs> okay. She, uh, she likes to make up words and is constantly making up songs. And actually, that one, that one was hers, really. Um. Lovely. And it kind of reminds me of another project, which you know I'm involved in at the moment, which is called Homemade Music. Um, and sending out, I think we've got three, and there will be four in this first series of uh, little YouTube adventures that you can pursue with children at home. And they do sound a bit like that sometimes, at, yeah. the, at their best, at their uh -huh. best. You know, I wish they sounded like that. Um <laughs> Anyway, so um, that, that's actually part of this um, album that you've made during lockdown at home, Window Flower. Yeah, Window Flower. Yeah, it was um, when Otto, Cafe Otto, who's, who released it on their new label that they're doing, it's all lockdown music. And they approached me about making a recording and um, I sort of was thinking about how how to do it really my whole family was at home I didn't have any space or privately privacy and I decided to just sort of make the family part of the album so I set up a bunch of jars with nuts in them on a tom and a bunch of my daughters play instruments and anything I could find around the house, very much like your videos, <laughs> um, to, to make music on and sat down and recorded with my partner and my daughter about 40 minutes of sort of percussion and voice and just spontaneous music. And then from there, um, sort of picked out my favorite parts of it and edited it down into 10 tracks and then laid over and made it into um, 10 songs, basically. So <laughs> it was fun. And then as I was writing the music to go over the the drum improvisations, my daughter would peek her head in and maybe be singing along with what I was recording or mixing and I'd have her come in and record more, or play some toy saxophone or add in little bits. And she absolutely loved sitting down and being able to be a part of the music and is still now because I've been working on new music keeps coming in and being like mom can I record on this one too <laughs> so I think it was it was a really special thing to do as a family yeah I think that it's probably the start of a family band too yeah <laughs> definitely um so uh, and I I looked at uh, the titles um and there's a certain amount of reflection on yeah, this is a sort of strangely wonderful moment and on, and an opportunity in lockdown to to do things like like that work that you've been doing with Window Flower, but also like the first track's called Tomorrow Again Today, and yeah. and presumably that's a reference to this feeling that we're in a kind of time swamp, 
Um, and somehow or other we can't quite get our feet out of the mud of the swamp and every day seems like yesterday and tomorrow. Exactly, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it has, I mean, I think it's such an unusual time we're living in right now. I, I think it's such an emotional time and such, there's so many beautiful things that have come out of it you know, the amount of time I get to spend with my family um, is one of them. But it's also, it's quite a challenging time. And I think to, I don't know, I I feel very emotional every single day. And yeah, we are in this sort of, you know, Groundhog Day sort of existence where, you know, we're in our houses, we're not seeing our loved ones, we're not communicating. I mean, this phone conversation we're having is as much conversation I've had with heart, almost anyone, you know, in, in months. And it, it is a, is very strange cycle of existence that's happening at the moment. Yeah. I mean, I, I do find um, talking to you and talking to other people on the show every week. Um, it's a bit like going out and meeting people. Um, and, and while I'm doing it, it feels exactly like that, even though I can't see you and even though, you know, you're not here, or I'm not there or we're not in Soho in the in the studios. Um, but I think that kind of somewhere in the background, there's this cumulative thing um, certainly going on with me. And I've spoken to other people that seems to be there, too, that slowly your body or your head or your head and your heart or all of you is saying, yeah, but, you know, there is more than this. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're forgetting an awful lot of things and an awful lot of feelings and an awful lot of things that your body does when it meets people. And I I think it slowly probably gets you down. I'm beginning to think I've had enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I really feel it when I run into neighbours out on the street or in the park by my house and maybe we'll have a five-minute conversation at a distance and then just that five minutes of seeing someone and sort of having contact with someone makes such an impact on the day. And I really, it's those moments when I, I realize how much I am missing uh, being with people and being able to have that interaction. I would give anything to go to a concert, you know, and, and have a beer, <laughs> like the smells and the darkness and the noise and the clatter and all of, all of those things, you know, I, I miss dearly. Well, um, how about if we listen to a couple of tracks from okay. from this album, Tomorrow Again Today and Window Flower, and then we talk about some live work you've done. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, so this is Tomorrow Again Today.
Beautiful. That's uh, from Window Flower. Tomorrow Again Today uh, was followed by the title track, Window Flower. And that's Ashley Paul's record. She's on the phone. Um, I imagine that her daughter Cora was in there somewhere. And Ben Pritchard? That's it, yeah, my husband. Oh, there we are. So it's very much a family <laughs> thing. Uh, it is. And he's playing live percussion. Yes. Um, anyway, it, it's such a beautiful sound. And Window Flower itself, um, it, it was, it kind of, um, it just felt like the last, well, it felt like the sunny days that we've had. <laughs> yeah, we have had a lot of sunny days. I think it was making the album it was a lot of sunny days outside looking out of my living room slash studio window at at the window flowers um and uh, we'll play another track or two f- from it in in a while um and but you were saying that it's band it's a special day on bandcamp isn't it today is a good day for you for people to buy the album and on bandcamp is that right it is yeah they're waving their their cut of that artist fees that they normally take so all of the profits go direct to the artist today which is a a really great thing that Bandcamp has been doing since the beginning of lockdown quarantine I don't know outbreak (laughs) yeah (laughs) breakout (laughs) (laughs) yeah but let's let's um let's look at so so this is where you are now lockdown but let's look at Ashley's hinterland. Um, now, originally you were going to come on the late lunch show, and by the way, this is the twentieth edition of the late lunch show. Oh wow! Congratulations. Hurrah! Thank you, thank you. Um, no, well, and thank you for coming on it. But you were going to come along to I don't know the third or the fourth because you were one of the people who were um, nominated for the Arts Foundation Futures Award in exper- yes. experimental music and. Um, I think you got a consolation prize rather than the big one. I did, but nevertheless, yeah. I mean, I hope, <laughs> I hope it was good for you, and it, it was. It was. It was wonderful. Yeah, it was really great. And all the, all the other women who were nominated were incredible. All friends, and it was great just to be there with everyone. Yeah, and they've and they all um, managed to get on the late lunch show. In some cases, they've been on again too. Um, mm. So uh, yeah. All, all around, it was a good thing. And I believe that currently, well, currently you're probably furloughed, but, um, or maybe not, maybe you're an online yeah. <laughs> online associate lecturer at Goldsmith University. No, no. It's... No, that's all gone. <laughs> yeah, it's gone. This is so out of date, honestly. I mean... I'm going <laughs> to beat up my researcher. <laughs> Oh, I haven't got a researcher. Um, <laughs> but it it is true to say that you've performed with people like Thurston Moore, Rasha Becker, Lauren Connors, Reese Chatham, Charles Haywood. Yes, a- all of those, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Eric Sheno, all of all those people I have uh, played either yes. on Late Junction or here uh-huh. on the Late Lunch Show. But um, also Lucy Railton. Um, yeah, well, Lucy and I went to school together briefly, actually. So we've known each other for many, many years. Uh, you mean music school? Yeah, conservatory in uh, New England Conservatory in oh, Boston. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and and so is that how you um, got involved in the London Contemporary Music Festival? Um. N- no. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's forthright. Well, actually, forthright originally, many, a few years ago, I did a piece with Gavin Bryars in the London Contemporary Music Festival, and that was through Lucy. Um, but this more recent one was um, direct through uh, Joseph Colmeyer and Musark, who asked me in. <laughs> yeah, so, so this is um, a version that you got them to do of uh, Dietrich... Um, Books, uh, you were going to help me with this. Buxtehuda. Buxtehuda, yeah. that's right. Dietrich yeah. Buxtehuda. Um, and so this is um, kind of Renaissance music, would you say? Uh, Baroque, yeah. And um, it, 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 when, you, when you read about this, it says that uh, Musark, who are the choir that you um, did this with, are, are a punk choir. Really? They don't sound very punk to me. No, I don't know. I think I've seen them described or self-described as a punk choir. I think maybe they are in the aspect that it's, um, uh, I guess, a, they're quite, hmm. <laughs> they're very professional and they all rehearse well, but it's not like... Um, in I, I guess when I normally think of a choir, I think quite rigid and not having fun, maybe, or like, you know, very s serious about the music. But there is like quite a joyful um, feeling in the music choir and they, they are inviting artists in who maybe aren't um, classically trained or aren't, um, you know, who are pushing boundaries of what a choir can do. And I think in that respect, they're maybe they're quite punk in in their outlook of what a choir can be and how um, they can express what it is to be a choir. Yeah, so they're sort of um, a groovy choir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so so that's good because it, it, it just surprised me. It's like, I mean, you could say that you were anything, couldn't you, and then not be that. So you could say that this, yeah. this choir represents industrial music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they don't. Um, okay, so, so, so let's listen to it. it it's, um, do, do you want to tell us how you um, shaped this work from its original? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it was... Initially, it was quite daunting when I got asked to do it, and I wasn't sure. I've done a lot of recomposition, but more with maybe jazz or popular songs. And um, Buxtehude wasn't very familiar with, to me, although Bach and other composers of the time were. But I really wanted to be able to make it have some sort of feeling of my own work. Um, and what I ended up doing was taking the score and re-recording on just on organ all of the piano voices and uh omitting the entire accompaniment and then sort of living with that until i finally just it became something else in my head and um i i think i first composed the guitar part which is just a very simple it's prepared guitar ostinato that sort of is slow I, I use a lot of space in my music and I wanted it to just have this kind of that similar space to it. And I didn't want to over compose the piece, but, um, 
use the instruments as best I could. So it's two violins and cello and myself on prepared electric guitar along with the choir. And it, it did sort of fall into place. I think it um, has quite a somber tone to it, but I was, yeah, I'm, I'm pleased with the final outcome. <laughs> yeah, as well, I have to say, so am I. But I thought that I'd, um, I'd give you a little surprise. And yeah. um, first of all, uh, I've just lost the name. I, I thought I'd, uh, first of all, play... Uh, play a different version of it which isn't yeah. which hasn't got the um the choir on it at all it it's um it's been oh sorry must have a word with my assistant oh it's me <laughs> um, yeah i'm just well uh so there's an organist and um and he's i'm just going to play it and then yeah. I'm going to have a word with my computer, which won't deliver me with the goods. But um, so <laughs> you'll, you'll hear the organ version of it first, and then you'll hear your own version with the punk choir that isn't a punk choir, but perhaps it is <laughs> Musart. <laughs> so here we go. was uh, brought to you in uh, gorgeous lo-fi um <laughs> so how was that recorded uh that was recorded on an iphone at london contemporary music festival very hi-fi really yeah yeah well 20 years ago it was um, yeah. <laughs> anyway so Dietrich Buxtehude Erhalt uns her by Deinem Wort which is apparently a Lutheran hymn which dates from the mid-16th century, but Buxtehude was probably writing that at the end of the 17th century, I reckon. Um, and uh, it, 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 it's very beautiful, um, and uh, I really like the, the sparse and kind of, well, very 21st century uh, arrangement of the instruments, but uh, <laughs> I like the way that the that the choral parts are seem to be authentic is that right they are yeah they're they're exactly the same they and everything around it was recomposed yeah um now uh not only are we speaking at a time of lockdown um but we're also speaking at a time of uh unrest mm -hmm. um because of what happened to George Floyd at the hands of the police in Minneapolis. And um, and a lot of this program uh, has featured music, which is to do with the Black Power movement then uh, back in the 60s, early 70s, yeah. and now. And, um, well, you're, you're sitting in the hot seat being an American. <laughs> uh, now, I'm not saying oh for a moment that, um, that, that the British or the UK hasn't got a lot to look to. It certainly mm -hmm. has, um, both historically and right now. Um, and uh, I hope that we can hear that in some of the music I'm playing and that's being played right across the nation, right across this station and the others too. Um, 
But I just wanted to know what your um, take is. I mean, obviously, you're very upset by it. And obviously, you want it to stop happening. But yeah, I, I mean, it's, in, it's incredibly upsetting. And uh, I think, you know, in addition to how horrible, you know, what happened to George Floyd and to so many African American people, um, just the way uh, Trump, the way the leadership in America is dealing with the situation, I find, uh, you know, re- kind of sickening. And it, you know, I, I almost, I don't, I feel like I'm still processing how to talk about it or think about it because it's just, it seems, in it's, it, it is inhumane, you know, and, and finding a way or trying to wrap my head around, you know, what, what I can do. Um, I feel myself in many ways, like quite helpless, you know, what, what do I do? Where can I make a difference aside from making donations or spreading the word? I think one thing that I have been trying to do and that I, I feel like, through this movement, I've, I've become aware of more resources, but, you know, one thing that I feel like I can do is educate my daughter to be, you know, the best human being that she can be. And I think that is giving me some sense of purpose in a way with everything that's happening, but it's just, it's, it's nauseating to watch the videos online and, and I think I wake up, I've been waking up this week, you know, sort of with a sense of dread to have to, you know, on top of the horrible tragedy of COVID-19 and the impact it's had on so many people to then, you know, to be accosted with this um, lack of leadership and, um, you know, just, the you know the horrible violence that that's happening to you know to people who don't deserve it and uh yeah yeah i mean and also it there is this sense of um well i don't know whether you call it deja vu or nothing changing or you know pennies just haven't dropped like uh i'm old enough to um to remember the 60s uh, mm-hmm. and to um have been of a generation that you know read uh kind of all, all the writers um who wrote from a black power perspective and listened to the music and so on and and yet you know what's happened um and yeah. and I just think yeah everyone thought you know the the best people at the time most progressive mm-hmm. thought, well, it was all a matter of legislation. Well, yeah, but maybe it needs more than that legislation. And I, I mean, I, you know, I, what do I know? But I have been well, thinking that it, that if you, if we think, you know, at these times, it's good to think about stuff that seemed impossible to solve that was solved. Um, mm-hmm. You know, whether you look at. South Africa, I know it's still being solved, but you know it could be an awful lot worse. Or, or, or the troubles in Ireland. 
But I I also think that um, there was this thing called the Second World War and there was this thing called Nazi Germany. And at the end of it, I think it was the British and the Americans, including the CIA, who went in to Germany and denazified it. And mm-hmm. then the Germans took it over. Um, and, you know, they, they've done even more things in, 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 in the last two or three decades. Um, and... And certain things, certain types of thinking and behaviour are just outlawed and everyone knows those are bad things. And that needs to happen across the world, but it particularly needs to happen in the United States. And, yeah, and uh, and I think it means, you know, it means a massive amount of money. Like they've just spent a whole, like everyone says, oh, you can't spend money on climate change. But suddenly the magic <laughs> money tree has been shaken over COVID. So, yeah. I mean, I think it needs a good shake for this. I think it's, you know, it's like the New Deal or a programme like that. It's got to mm-hmm. be massive. You know, you've got to see the police stop attacking black people and start attacking racists and, yeah. and 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 you know that there should be anti-racist legislation that they go out and implement and uh you know anyway i'll stop there well i mean sadly <laughs> too the thing is with with the current leadership in america that i mean the country's only becoming more polarized and more violent and the idea that it is okay to use violence you know, has become normal, normalized for, you know, certain people in the country. And it's just, we, it, it's so disheartening to think that until the leadership has changed, there's, there's no chance of a difference being made. And yeah, I mean, it's incredibly (laughs) frustrating and yeah, It, it is. Well, um, I will be playing uh, more music um, which kind of either protests or looks at a different future um, as the programme goes on. But um, we've still got more tracks to play from uh, Window Flower, which is in its own way establishes a kind of island and ocean of calm and peace that can <laughs> sp- spread its ripples out. So I was going to play... For first of all, a couple of things that you're listening to. Apparently, you're listening yeah. to something called '60s pop. Oh yeah, that's from Bill Wells. Yeah, who is a Scottish pianist. Do you know him, Bill Wells? Um, um, no, um, no, but uh, but it's great that you sent it. So we'll yeah. we'll, we'll know him in a minute. <laughs> um, and yeah, he he sent me this record that he's been working on, and it's been pretty much on constant repeat in our house. I think I've been drawn to music that sort of is lifting my spirits these days, and this certainly has done that. Okay, so it's two tracks from Bill Wells. Uh, This Mm -hmm. is uh, Counting Song and 60s Pop, and then we'll hear one of your own lockdown pieces, Diamonds and Peaches. Okay. Three upon the floor, five, six, Seven more, tis more Eight, nine, ten We go again Eleven, twelve All that now remains
That was Diamonds and Peaches, um, which was preceded by two tracks from Bill Wells' Spring Dreams that you chose, um, 60s Pop and Counting Song. And actually, all three of those pieces, somehow or other, remind me of Arthur Russell. Yeah, uh, well, Arthur Russell is is quite a big influence for me. I really love his work. I can't speak for Bill, but I think, yeah, there's there's a... I I don't know what it is, a lovingness and an innocence, maybe, in all of the music. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Although um, although the, the 60s pop was just so, <laughs> was so 60s that it wasn't Arthur Russell somehow. But, <laughs> but, but it, he, he got it, didn't he? Because that is, yeah. it's a 60s trope, um, you yeah. know, that you take the, the chords, which, which approximate to the chords where I put a spell on you. And uh, and you feature that in every song you ever write. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. I loved it. Um, okay, well, it's been great talking to you, but um, yeah. I, I'm having to wrap things up because there's uh, another guest soon clamouring on the door of the phone. Um, of course. Um, I wanted to mention real quick that I just, yeah, yeah. Um, we, we touched on Bandcamp, but I have a new release out on Bandcamp today. So if anyone wants to head over there, it's um, Wagtail Recordings Band Camp, and it's called Knots Movement. It's a duo project with the bass player Otto Wilberg. Um, okay, I will try and feature that on this program before the end of the late lunch, which is in about an hour's time. And I'm cool. sorry, I'm sorry that it hasn't uh, actually come in somehow, but. Um, <laughs> But it will. We got a lot in there, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We did. We did indeed. Yeah. Anyway, look, um, enjoy the rest of lockdown. <laughs> I can't tell you Thanks. how long it's going to go on. <laughs> I do, know, right? Do, so, so does Cora go to nursery or school? Or... Yeah, well, she just started nursery again on Monday, which has been really good for her. She's She's an only child, so she was really missing social life her social life as we all are but uh yeah she's been quite happy to be back and we haven't minded having a little quiet time <laughs> as adults grown-ups so yeah okay well um keep on keeping on and keep on making Thanks. great music and uh i'll feature uh, one more of your tracks uh, a bit later on in the show but but thanks so cool. much for giving us your time and thank giving you us for your having insights. me no it's been a pleasure uh <laughs> one day one day it'd be great to do a live session when we're all back in studios and things but um definitely so i hope I'd to see that. you then okay okay anyway see you. okay bye bye, bye. thanks bye, very thanks. much okay bye, bye. and there you heard her go that was ashley paul thanks so much for being on air with us ashley um pleasure and a privilege um this is an invitation to black power say brother richard what man look at that black brother looking so mean 